the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, senior pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family, and good morning to our guests and friends who are worshiping with us. Welcome to this live stream worship service coming to you from the historic sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston. We are delighted that you have joined us, and we pray that God's blessing will be upon you and that you will receive something that can help you as you go through the week. The title of the message today is, By Faith We Can. By Faith We Can. The Christian life is a life of faith. We are saved by faith, we are kept by faith, we walk by faith, we pray by faith. All that we do, we do by faith. So the question is, why is faith so important? Because it is the way we receive everlasting life. It is a means of access to God. It's the only way to please God, and it is the key to answered prayer. It is a title deed to all that God has promised us. God honors those who love him enough to trust him completely. He loves it when his people dare to trust him. In the entire Bible, there is no clearer instruction on faith than Hebrews chapter 11. It is often spoken of as faith's Hall of Fame chapter. Here we are given a long list of Old Testament heroes of faith. Most of them are introduced with the phrase, by faith. By faith Abel, by faith Enoch, by faith Noah, by faith Abraham, by faith Sarah, by faith Isaac, by faith Joseph, by faith Moses, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down. See, Hebrews 11.1 1 offers a concise definition of faith. What is faith? It is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. This is what the ancients were commended for, their faith. They believed that even though they did not see all that they were expecting, but they knew it would happen. In the list of heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, I've selected David and his encounter with the giant Goliath 
as an example of how we today can conquer the giants that we face in our lives as believers in Jesus Christ. If you attended Sunday school or vacation Bible school as a child, you should be familiar with the story of David and Goliath, or even uh, if you had one of those children's Bibles, you would have read the story of David and Goliath. The armies of Israel were fighting the armies of uh, the Philistines. The Philistines had a giant of of a man, the tallest man in recorded history. Goliath was nearly nine feet tall. Everybody was intimidated by him. He would come out and stand in front of his army and say, I'll take on any of you, one and one, and or one in ten. Everyone was intimidated except for one little shepherd boy. David says, I will fight him. I will take him on. Everybody else thought Goliath was too big to defeat. But David knew by faith that he could defeat the giant. He knew God was on his side. And in essence, he said, by faith I can defeat this giant. You know the rest of the story, and from it we learn three things about faith. So when you act in faith, first, it honors God. There's something about acting in faith and expecting the best that says something about what you think about who God really is. When you expect God to help you, it's the highest compliment you can pay God. Listen to what David's attitude was in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 46. David said, This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. We really do have a God who can do anything. When we expect him to do great things in our lives, it is an incredible honor to him. It was William Carey, the English Baptist missionary to India, who was the father of modern missions, who made this statement. He said, attempt great things for God and expect great things from God. See, God is honor-bound to help us when we trust him and we place our faith in him. Stan Toller, in his book, The Cycle of Victorious Giving, tells about the time when he was a college student and attended the annual missions conference at his church. He said, I felt impressed by God uh, to give $100 as a pledge of faith. I paid the pledge promptly, but it took every penny I had. After the offering, I was broke, and good old-fashioned worry weighed heavily on my mind. But soon after, he said, while I was working part-time as a barber at the North Court Barbershop in Circleville, Ohio, my boss said he wanted to talk to me, and that led to more worry. But Stan, he began, 
All the other barbers in the shop have a chance to get more tips and profits from the sale of hair products than you. But you are doing a great job. Here is a bonus of $100. Just don't tell the others. In telling this story, Stan Toller said, God taught me something that day. I discovered I could never beat him in a giving competition. See, God honors obedience, and he loves it when we learn to trust him. Faith, that's what God honors, because faith honors him. But secondly, when we act in faith, it increases our ability. 1 Samuel chapter 17, 48 through 51, as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. You see, God gave David the ability to hurl that stone from his sling because of his faith. David knew that God would be there to help him, as he had done other times as he looked after his father's sheep. We have seen again and again the difference an attitude can make. People who have a winning attitude end up being a winner. You see this in the Olympics taking place right now in Tokyo, Japan. And uh, you, as you listen to the, the various athletes speak about their preparation and their expectations, you know that they have the right attitude. I believe it was Muhammad Ali who said that in the first two fights that he lost, he thought something different from those fights than the other fights that he won. He said he thought, if I lose this fight, which he had never thought before when, when he won those, those other fights. You see, attitude makes a difference. And faith has the power to change your attitude about life like nothing else. When you act in faith, you receive the additional strength to face the challenges and the difficulties of life so that there's nothing that is impossible for you to do with God by your side. But thirdly, when you act in faith, it encourages others. First Samuel chapter 17 and verse 52, when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah gave a great shout of triumph and rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. An entire nation, at least the, all of the fighting men, were energized and encouraged by the faith of this 
one young man. That's the power that faith has. Everyone gets excited when faith triumphs. You see, optimism is contagious. And faith has incredible power to make us optimistic. When you have faith and act in faith, it encourages the people around you, and that honors God. Some of you may be facing some giants in your life right now, some giant problems. You may have a financial Goliath that you have to face. You may have a medical Goliath that you are facing right now, or a relational Goliath. You may be facing some big issues in your life and thinking, how can I act in faith when everything seems to be going wrong right now in my life? I don't know what's going on in your life, but I do know this. You can do the same four things that David did to give him confidence to face his giant and get similar results as David. So, How do you face your giants? Number one, tune in to God every morning. Tune in to God every morning. Start your day with God. That will make you more positive and optimistic. It will make you more a person of faith. Listen to David in Psalm 5 and verse 3. He said, listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. So where does David get his spirit of expectation? From spending time with God in the morning. He starts his day with God. Before he talks to anybody else, he talks to God. And we need to do the same. We need to read some of the promises of God and then talk to God and listen to him talking to us. Studies have shown that our mood for each day is determined by the first 10 minutes of that day. We can be intentional about expecting the best and having a better attitude by spending a few minutes in the morning with God, just talking to him and listening to him, quiet our hearts before him, and you will be surprised to see how better that day will be. So focus on God and affirm, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You will actually feel better if you start the day by tuning into God as David did. But secondly, to face your giants, think on God's promises throughout the day. Think on God's promises throughout the day. You start the day by tuning into God, and then you think about his promises. David says in Psalm 119 and verse 95, Though the wicked hide along the way to kill me, I will quietly keep my mind upon your promises. David was facing the constant threat of assassination, and he needed these promises throughout the day to help him face the threats to his life. He tells us in Psalm 119 and verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So the word of God was in his heart and in his mind. 
The only way for you to do what David did is to memorize God's promises so that you can call upon them when you need them. Nothing will improve your attitude and give you a spirit of optimism than to have God's promises in your heart and in your mind. When you get in a tough situation, you can't take out your Bible and try to find a verse that will help you. You don't have time. Those are the moments when you need to be able to draw on what is already in your memory and in your heart. There are over 7,000 promises in the Bible to give us confidence and assurance throughout the day so we can make it through. Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8 how to think when he says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So listen to God's promises. They have the power to bring faith and optimism in your life. I can't tell you the times the verses I've memorized uh, down through the years, how they have helped me not to say or do something stupid in certain situations that I find myself in. Or how a memorized verse has given me the strength to make a good decision when I would have made a bad one. You see, it is amazing how, how when you put some of these promises into your life, that they give you the faith to face the situations you will encounter during the day. But number three, to face your giants, you need to trust in God's love when things look bad. Trust in God's love when things look bad. David says in Psalm 42, uh, verses 8 and 11, verse 8 says, Each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me, and through each night I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. And verse 11, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Notice that David is really speaking in, into the future. God hasn't done it yet. This is a statement of positive expectation. He's saying, I'm not going to get discouraged. Circumstances may look bleak. Things are, are pretty bad, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to expect God to act on my behalf. He has done it in the past and he will do it again. Some of you are facing some giants in your life right now. So what should you do? One, remember how God helped you in the past. Remember how God helped you many, many times and in Many, many situations, the way he provided for your needs, the situations that he got you out of. Just remember what God has done for you in the past. And then, two, 
expect him to do it again. And that is faith. We rarely understand why God allows things in our lives when they happen. Almost never does God give us an explanation of why there is pain in our life, why there are problems in our life, and why circumstances are there that we don't understand. God doesn't owe us an explanation, but if um, he was to give us an explanation, we wouldn't understand. But we just have to wait until we see him face to face, and then we can ask him, but I suspect that we'll be so um, caught up with the presence of our Lord that all of those questions that we, we had down here will simply disappear from us. So what do you do when you are in a difficult situation that doesn't make sense? You trust the unfailing love of God for you. You say, I know God loves me, and I know God is in control, and I know that he sees everything in my life, and I know that he can change my situation, and I know that God wants what is best for me, so I don't have to have an explanation. I'm just going to trust him. But number four, to face your giants, you need to talk with other believers. David, um, as you read the Psalms, hung out with positive people. He wasn't just facing this giant on his own. He had emotional and spiritual support. In Psalm 1963, the message paraphrase says, I'm a friend and companion of those committed to living by your rules. You see, you need to associate with, attach yourself to, and fellowship with other people of positive faith. Christians who love the Lord and you know that they have a, a good relationship with God. So the question is, who do you hang out with or spend time talking on the telephone uh, each day? Does your faith get any support from them? If you hang out with cynical, sarcastic, critical, and negative people, their attitude is going to affect you. If you want to be a person of great faith, of great expectations, then you need to find some people who will build into your life additional faith, people who will help you to grow in your faith in God. The wrong people will always bring you down. There's an old cliche that says, if you want to soar with the eagles, then you can't run with the turkeys. And the Bible says... Bad company corrupt good manners or good character. And it really does when it comes to attitude. David said in Psalm 1 and verse 1, Happy are those who reject the advice of evil people, who do not follow the example of sinners, or join those who have no use for God. David didn't do that because he didn't want them to affect him with their negative attitude and all the things that they were saying. You see, you need to talk with and associate with other believers on a regular basis. You need to have people in your life to encourage you. And the most logical place to find such people is in the church, with brothers and sisters who love the Lord. You can find them in a Bible study group or in a small group. 
Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more since you see that the day of the Lord's coming is nearer. You can expect your faith to grow stronger if you will tune into God every morning, if you will think on God's promises throughout the day, if you will trust in God's unfailing love when things look bad and hopeless, and if you will talk with other believers and find encouragement from them. See, by faith we can, even when the, the burden seems too heavy to bear. By faith we can, even when the obstacle is too great to overcome. By faith we can, even when the goal is too far away to reach. Even when the hurt is too deep to heal, for God can do the impossible, and he will make a way for you. So when you feel you just can't go any further. Or when you feel that you just can't handle any more, and you feel that you just can't do any better, don't worry, for faith can give you the victory. Faith in God can conquer all circumstances. Faith in God can destroy all doubts, can defeat all discouragements, can overcome all opposition can face all fears, claim all promises, break all our chains, endure all trials, bear all burdens, because we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. Every blessing of heaven is available to those who place their faith to work, moment by moment, day by day, one little step at a time. For God never fails. Just keep the faith and never cease to pray. Just walk upright. Call on him noon, day, or night. He'll be there. He'll be there. There's no need to worry. For God never fails. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org and tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.